Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. We're so glad you have joined us for this audio sermon. You can find a full archive of sermons on our website, holycommunion.net. This sermon was preached by the Reverend Lori Anzalotti on October 25th, 2020, the 21st Sunday after Pentecost, and Lori's last Sunday as Assistant Rector at Holy Communion. Psalm 1, verses 1 and 3 read, The truly happy person loves the Lord's instruction and recites God's instruction day and night. They are like a tree replanted by streams of water which bear fruit at just the right time and whose leaves don't fade. Amen. All we have to do this time of year is to look outside our window or take a quick trip to the grocery store to be overwhelmed with the beauty of fall. We need to pause and we need to look and when we do, we'll see a rainbow that dazzles us. Part of what makes fall so beautiful is that the monochromatic greens are replaced with golden yellows and crimson reds, fiery oranges mixed with browns and greens. At this time of year, it's easy to understand why the scriptures so often compare humans and human life to trees. Trees are a sign not only of the passing of seasons, but of prosperity, of well-being, and of health. Today's psalm, Psalm 1, uses this human-to-tree comparison. The truly happy person, the psalmist tells us, loves the Lord's instruction. These people are like trees that are replanted by streams of water. Because they are grounded in the right place, they bear fruit at just the right time and their leaves never fade. If the truly happy person loves the Lord's instruction, then we better look into what the word instruction means so that we know what it is we should love. For which of us doesn't want to be truly happy? Our English instruction comes from the Hebrew word Torah. Torah is most properly translated as instruction or teaching, but scholars for centuries have more often translated it as law. So when in today's gospel, the Pharisees ask, teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? We can hear them asking, teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the instruction? And we can see a clear connection between our psalm and our gospel reading. Jesus provides us the answer to what it is the truly happy person loves and repeats day and night. Jesus' answer is not one-dimensional. Instead, like the splatter-painted, multicolored leaves of fall, his answer is multidimensional. The first facet, he says, 
is to love God with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your mind. The second dimension, which is like the first, is to love your neighbor as yourself. The quick succession and manner in which Jesus states the two commandments highlights a complementarity, a symbiotic relationship between the two. Professor Raj Nadala of Columbia Theological Seminary points out in his gospel commentary. Nadella goes on to say, the second builds upon the foundation of the first, but the first manifests itself through the second. While the second is built upon the first, the first is not complete without the second. Loving our neighbors is, to a great extent, an act of loving God in whose image our neighbors are made. Just as in the fall leaves, there is no clear spot where yellow ends and red begins, so too with Jesus' answer. There is no clear spot where loving God ends and loving our neighbor begins. Loving neighbors cannot happen without grounding ourselves in loving God with all our heart, all our being, and all our mind. They cannot be separated. The two cannot exist without each other. I wonder, in your life, do you have a multidimensional interplay between loving God with all that you are and loving your neighbor? The psalmist writes that the truly happy person, one who loves this interplay between love of God and neighbor, is like a tree that is replanted. Other translations say the truly happy person is planted. Only the common English Bible uses the word replanted. I reached out to Eden professor Clint McCann, who is the translator of the Psalms in the Common English Bible. And I asked him why he chose the word replanted. He replied that an authoritative Hebrew lexicon gives the meaning of the Hebrew root as transplant. So replant is a closer translation. The psalmist fully intended to connect a truly happy person who loves the Lord's instruction to a tree that is transplanted or replanted. This is significant. We are not planted once and for all. And doesn't this fit with our life experience? Which of us, as individuals, families, or communities, has been planted in one place, one space, in one way for all of our time on earth. True happiness, love of the Lord's instruction, means that sometimes we need replanting. This week, I will be replanted. 
I'll be uprooted from Holy Communion and settled into St. Francis Episcopal Church in Eureka as their vicar. Almost two years ago, I was replanted here in the fertile soil by the running streams of Holy Communion. With roots that I grew as a theology teacher, a youth minister, and a lay leader in the Roman Catholic Church. From there, I was transplanted to the Church of St. Michael and St. George. So I brought with me here to Holy Communion the roots that I had grown there as a children's liturgist. I brought the fresher, more tender roots of my time at Eden Seminary and my work at Emmanuel Episcopal here as well. In January 2019, all of those roots were replanted here at Holy Communion with me. And now, as I am once again replanted, this time to St. Francis, I bring with me to them the roots that I have grown here with you. I bring the profound awareness of the sacred and wondering questions that Heidi Aleph and Holy Communion's children shared with me through godly play. I bring with me the one-on-ones and pastoral conversations and relationships that have become part of who I am as a person and as a priest. I bring the powerful witness and the modeling of the intergenerational leadership here at Holy Communion. You may not have noticed, but most of Holy Communion's ministries, Grace Gathering, Laundry Love, the Food Garden Ministry, the Altar Guild, the Youth Care Corps, they all have leadership that cuts across generations. While I may be uprooted from here, these ministries are not. They are firmly planted because they are rooted in a community of faith, striving to live out the Lord's instruction, striving to live into the interplay between love of God and love of neighbor. This, above all, is what I will take with me from Holy Communion the experience of leading in a community, vibrantly living out, vibrantly living out this interplay. These are parts of my replanting story. I wonder, what are your stories of replanting? Replanting does not happen only at the individual level. It happens in communities as well. Many people see that the mainline Christian church in America is uprooted right now and needs replanting. The Reverend Susan Beaumont, in her book, How to Lead When You Don't Know Where You're Going, great title, says, the basic models and processes that define the church are being deconstructed. Some new ways are emerging, but we do not yet know what the new order will be. 
And what forms of institutional church will remain, if any? Just as the church is in the process of replanting, so too in this week right prior to the election is our nation. Polarization, protests, and record early voter turnout indicate that much in our nation is uprooted and seeking new and firmer ground. We don't need to go to the headlines or listen to the news. We can just feel it. Replanting can feel daunting. Beaumont acknowledges that it is exhausting to try to keep the old structures intact, managing the anxiety of transition, and making space for the birth of the new thing, all at the same time. But today's psalm assures us that whether our replanting is in our individual or our communal life, there are streams plural, streams of life-giving water out there to nourish our replanting. Streams of life-giving water. The psalm ends in verse 6 by telling us that we are not alone. It reads, The Lord is intimately acquainted with the way of the righteous, intimately acquainted with the truly happy person who loves the Lord's instruction to love our neighbors as an act of loving God in whose image our neighbors are made. In this work, we are nourished and we are not alone. Amen. <laughs>